Hi, this is Allie Adler, one of the writers for Chuck, and you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The first and only podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Gray. This is Mel. And this is Lou. I want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 19 for Friday, April 10th, 2009. We have some sad news this week. Liz's father-in-law passed away, so she is understandably taking a break from the podcast. Our condolences do go out to her and her family. In the meantime, we've recruited Lou, a.k.a. Old Darth, from the ChuckTV.net forum to co-host with us. So welcome to you, Lou. Thanks very much, Mel and Gray. Um, it's great to be here. I wish it was under better circumstances, so I just want to echo um, Mel's condolences to you, Liz, and uh, hope to, uh, that you get back to the show uh, very soon. Uh, as for myself, uh, as uh, Mel mentioned, uh, I am known as Old Darth or OD on the Chuck Forum. I came to the show a bit late. Um, I caught a rerun after the first season run had uh, started, so then I ended up buying the uh, first season DVD set and basically watched that over the summer. So by the time the second season started, I really didn't have much of a, uh, a gap between the two. So I didn't feel a lot of pain that many of you on the forums were feeling at the time. From there, I, I just basically started posting on the forum and it, uh, I guess it kind of got away on me and Mel noticed and she uh, <laughs> drafted me to become uh, the mod on the forum. And uh, so far, it's been quite a bit of fun. Yeah, lots of, uh, lots of fun. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> great to have you with us, Lou. Thanks, great. And great to have a fellow Canadian. Yeah, absolutely. You could say loosely that we're both from Toronto, but we're on total opposite ends of the city. It would take about, what, two hours to drive from me to you? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Especially during rush hour. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we do want to express condolences for Liz, and, and we miss her, but we totally understand. Uh, Gotta put family first. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the highlights of our episode today is that we have a mini interview, our first time doing a mini interview with Trisha Helfer. And maybe, Mel, you could give us a bit of context about that. Well, some of you guys know that Liz and I have another website called NiceGirlsTV.com where we cover several different TV shows, including Burn Notice. And Trisha Helfer was a guest on that for a couple of episodes at the end of this latest season. Um, she'd actually been a recurring character, but to promote her return to the show, she did a conference call interview, which is basically where several people call in on a conference line and she answers questions from everyone. And Liz participated in that. She answered several questions about Chuck because, of course, her guest appearance on Chuck had already been announced. And so a lot of people had questions for her about Chuck and her character, you know, comparing her characters on Chuck and burn notice and the future of Chuck and all sorts of things. So we, we, um, Decided to go ahead and use some of that. We used it in our NiceGirlsTV.com podcast, but we also thought it would be relevant here on the Chuck podcast. It was interesting that about half of the questions were for burn notice on this entire conference call. Half of them were for burn notice and half of them were for Chuck. And then there were a few Battlestar Galacticas thrown in there, but 
it was fun to see how many people were fans of both Burn Notice and Check. Yeah. So we're going to do something a little different with those clips. We're going to actually throw them in context where we talk about her character in her episode. So I think you'll enjoy that. So we're going to go right into the news. First up, we've got, um, if you've been on checktv.net lately, you've seen that we've launched a campaign for a third season of Chuck. And we talked about that a little bit in the last podcast, but we have a new element. We have a new look and we have a new supporter. A lot happens in a week. We've added a letter writing campaign to the list of activities that we're encouraging fans to undertake to um, help um, NBC see just how much we want a third season of Chuck. So if you go to ChuckTV.net, there are details there as well as the addresses of who to write to when you're sending your letters. And um, we also have some guidelines there on you know what to include in your letter. And while you're there, take a minute to just ooh and ah over the gorgeous new graphics that Chad made for us. You may ha- remember Chad made us some new podcast graphics not too long ago. And just out of the goodness of his heart, he took the initiative to do that. And he did the same with our campaign. So many thanks to Chad for that. Be sure to steal those and post them with a link back to the campaign on your own um, websites, um, your Facebook, MySpace, whatever. And we also wanted to um, announce that we were contacted by the WB.com late last week with a request that we add them as a official supporter of the cause. So be sure to check out the WB.com to watch episodes from season one of Chuck. Plus, Josh Schwartz's new web series, Rockville CA, is on the site. But we wanted to thank them very much for supporting our efforts. Of course, they love Chuck over there. They produce it. They want to see it come back for a third season. So it's just really cool to have the actual studio behind us on this fan campaign. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's very gratifying to see how the members of the forum have all uh, stepped up and uh, uh, participated and shown their uh, ingenuity and uh, en- energy to uh, help this uh, this campaign for uh, Chuck season three. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it is mostly uh, fan derived. You know, um, this is something that we've been kind of tossing around for a while that we thought it would be a good idea to launch a campaign, and then before we knew it, the fans had come up with the whole thing for us. So thanks for making our job easier. Yeah, <laughs> one of the le- things that we just did recently uh, with the forum. Um, was a, a very cool uh, exercise where uh, we were able to collect fan letters um, and send them to one of the writers of Chuck, uh, Ali, Allison Adler, who's wrote, wrote written uh, first season episodes such as The Wookiee, The Truth, and the second season episode, Broken Heart, which uh, probably are among the top of the fan favorites, I would say, at this point. And much of the work and uh, coordination and uh, effort of this went to Aardvark7734. So a big shout out to him, her or him for doing this for us. And um, we should also mention at this point that the future um, repeats of this type of uh, um, exercise uh, for uh, fan mail to other people such as Phil Klemmer, Norman Buckley, and any of the other cast members that have been interviewed on previous podcasts uh, is also possible. So keep a lookout in the notices uh, for the ChuckTV.net uh, forum and... Um, We'll let you know we're going to start collecting submissions for those future uh, endeavors. Absolutely. I'm going to read Ali Adler's response in a second, but she was so touched by what the fans did. And Aardvark, initially when when she came up with the idea for sending these to her, she made a really good point that, that the cast, the actors get a lot of the accolades, and yet the writers, the ones who really come up with the stories for the show, uh, really are often off in the background and, and don't get recognized. And you'll be amazed when Allie actually says in her response that she had never before this received a fan letter. And so I think, wow, we actually have the, the capability of of being the only ones to recognize some of these people. And that that's pretty cool. 
So here's here's a response. Uh, Ali wrote, wow. First of all, I'd like to say that I've never received a fan letter before, and these were incredible letters. Thank you for taking the time to write them and to write so beautifully and so filled with passion and commitment to a show we all love. Thank you for acknowledging the writers. We feel very much appreciated by the people who take the time to write long, thoughtful, and hilarious reviews on blogs or the message boards. Everyone on our writing staff and the producing team and the crew and the cast and the support team, everyone at Warner Brothers and Wonderland and College Hill and even NBC, who must be as baffled and frustrated by the ratings as we are. While these are a huge bunch of talented and amazing people, we have been so supported and inspired by them all from the beginning. They're as wrapped up in these characters as all of you, but it's also you guys. Your involvement with this show, your praise and passion and criticism are all just as integral in the shaping of the final products as anyone I've just mentioned. So this is my thank you to you. Thank you for watching with such fervent interest. Thank you for passionately commenting with each other and now with me. And I can't wait for you all to see the rest of the season because it's basically incredible. Thanks again. Allie Adler. That is just awesome. Very impressive. Yeah. And as one of the people that took part of that exercise, I thought it was pretty amazing how quickly she responded to it. I was really impressed. Yeah. So on the topic of ratings, uh, Mel, what have you got for us? Well, the ratings have been up and down, but the demos are holding steady. That's the good news. Um, Check versus the Predator had 6.05 million viewers with a 2.1 in the demo. Broken Heart ended up with about 5.7 million, again, though, with a 2.1 in the demo. So let me explain that a little bit. The the million viewers are Nielsen's estimates of how many people were actually watching the show, which is, um, I think, what a lot of people latch on to when they're looking at ratings for the show. But what is the most important to the advertisers, which then makes it the most important to the network, is that demographic. And when we say the demo, we're talking about the number of, um, the share of people watching TV at that during that time slot who are in the 18 to 49-year-old demographic. And those are the most coveted people for advertisers because they're generally the ones, at least in the kind of antiquated Nielsen system, they're the ones that are deemed the people who are going to spend money on products that they see advertised during a show. So when you have a 2.1 in the demo, um, that's it's not fantastic, but... It's better than what a lot of NBC shows are doing. Um, it's or you know it's on par. It's not it's not terrible for NBC, which is faint praise I know, but that's the way it is. So um, when we're looking at the ratings, we really need to pay more attention to the demo than to the total number of viewers, which I know is a little bit of a difficult concept to grasp. But when there's a lot of speculation about you know is Chuck coming back for a third season? What are you know what can we tell from the ratings? Um, and really the, the clearest indicator of what we as lay people have is that demographic, um, rating. So a 2.1, it's holding steady there and that's good news. And, and just to clarify, um, this does not include DVR and Hulu and, no. and NBC.com and all those other things, which, right. which do factor in, but advertisers can also look at the demo just as much. Right. When we factor in, um, DVR ratings, um, Hulu downloads, all of that, the numbers go up quite a bit as far as um, total viewers. But again, especially with the DVR, most people are fast forwarding through the commercials, which doesn't make the advertisers happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And Lou, you've got a thank you to do. 
Yes, I do. Uh, for members, there's a, uh, a person on the forum that uh, has taken it upon herself to uh, do episode commentaries for um, all of season one so far, and uh, she's going to be starting season two next week, and that is Sis J, and then her commentary partner in crime, Osiris. So they've uh, been putting these up on the forum. Uh, you can find the link under the fan bid section of the forum, and uh, they're really well done, and uh, I hope everybody uh, takes the time to listen to them, because uh, as any, if anybody's tried to do podcasts, or as Mel and Gray and Liz can tell you, putting uh, together things like this podcast takes uh, for a bit of work and time and they're doing it out of their uh, you know out of their own goodwill to share it with us so really appreciate it and i hope everybody takes the time to listen to them mm-hmm. they are a lot of fun and it came out of the fact that the season one dvds don't have episode commentaries right which was a little disappointing and they decided you know what we'll just make our own so kudos to them for taking the initiative and we we do encourage you guys to uh to listen to those because they're they're entertaining that's cool Mm-hmm. And something else you may have seen on ChuckTV.net, but we want to mention in the podcast here, is um, that there was an interview with Ryan McPartland, who plays Captain Awesome on the show. And in specific, he says that the finale will be, wait for it, awesome. <laughs> Could he say anything else? I don't oh, know. <laughs> I don't know, but I know he's genuine when he says it's going to be awesome. I, I believe it. I mean, when the writers talked about um, the last bunch of episodes and said they were going to be great, We've seen that. I mean, the ones yeah, that we've yeah, seen so absolutely. far, they're absolutely, absolutely, absolutely they're some of the strongest yet. Um, so I believe it's going to be a pretty awesome finale. So do I. And he did let a few things. He tried not to spoil anything, but um, I think he needs a little more training in what to <laughs> say in interviews because he, he does let a few things slip, at least those of us who are have been speculating for quite some time and, and watching closely and trying to figure out what's going to happen. Um some of the things he said had us going, aha. <laughs> so, but then again, it could be a red herring. So you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. But it's been a lot of, that was a, it was a good interview. It's been a good addition to our speculation. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to hear from him too. You know, you don't always hear from the supporting characters, the supporting actors as much. So it's good to get a, you know, a fresh take on what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I have to admit, I do want to see his new movie. It It looks like it could be really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it also looks like it could be pretty funny. What's the name of it? You oh remember? my goodness, I don't remember. It's uh, <laughs> okay. it's it won't be hard to find. It's a it's a superhero movie, mm-hmm. um, where guys who aren't quite superheroes try to be superheroes, and uh, it looks like it's it's pretty funny. They try to be awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That sounds about right. Well, we have some exciting news that we are launching this week. Um, and it, we've been talking about the, the Watch, Buy, Share, Write campaign. And to help promote that campaign, we have decided to run a giveaway to reward the loyal viewers who are participating. So you'll want to go to checktv.net and look for the Watch, Buy, Share, Write giveaway. There will be four ways to enter. And that means you can have as many as four chances to win. The four ways are post a comment stating that you've written a letter to NBC and mailed it. Post a link to the campaign on your blog, on your Facebook, MySpace, whatever. Leave us a comment with the link. Uh, Twitter about the contest and post a link in a comment on the, uh, the giveaway uh, post. And or you can use the awesome campaign graphics that Chad created and uh, post them, you know, again, on your, your blog, your Facebook, whatever. And post a link back to that on the giveaway post 
and that again, that can be doubled up with um, option number two. So you could post a link to the campaign on your blog and use the graphics that Chad created. That counts as two entries. We'll give that to you. So the grand prize winner will receive Chuck season one on DVD, a Chuck comic book, and the highly sought after enormous Chuck bag from last year's Comic-Con. This is a, I'm not kidding when I say enormous, it's a tote bag, but it's like four foot by three foot. Um, you know, it's, cool. it's bigger than my nieces and nephews combined. They could all fit in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was, and they, we were, we were really lucky. We got there early and got them. They were gone immediately. Um, very limited run. It's got, um, Chuck and Sarah on one side. And then the other side, since this was from the Warner brothers booth, the other side has pushing daisies on it. Another of our, I guess now former favorite shows that's been canceled, but, um, it does have Chuck on one side and it's, it's a very cool bag. Very cool. So that would be uh, the grand prize winner. We'll receive the DVD set uh, of season one, the Chuck comic book, and the Chuck bag. And then we'll also be awarding prizes to two runners-up, and they'll receive season one on DVD, and you can keep or share that to help promote um, the show. The contest will end on May 5th, which is the day that NBC announces their fall lineup, and we find out Chuck's fate for sure. Which we all are crossing our fingers about. Fingers, legs, toes, eyes. Yep. If you want to send in pictures of yourself with crossed fingers and toes and arms, and everything, <laughs> those would be fun too. That would be fun. Yep. I have a couple of personal little announcements. Um, one is uh, if you've been to www.chuckpodcast.com, you may have seen my new blog, and that's called Shades of Grey. I would love to, for you to come and see it. It's going to be uh, a place that I will post podcast updates and also little other musings. Uh, you'll notice a pigeon on the subway right now and some other various things. And also the second personal thing that I wanted to announce is that if you're in Canada, um, I invite you to check out my new TV show, Survive This, which features uh, Survivor Man Les Stroud giving wilderness challenges to eight teenagers. And it's a really, really fun family show. Um, and it will be in the States on Cartoon Network in June, but in Canada it starts April 7th. So you you will have missed the first episode by the time this airs, but... You can catch up. Um, it's on Tuesdays on YTV. Very cool. We'll congratulations. Thank yes, you much. Congratulations, Gray. Yeah, we've actually wrapped up the show uh, before it airs, but uh, it's a great show. Um, my my family's watched it, and they just love it. Awesome. Cool. We're going to change up our order a bit this week and go right into our listener emails and comments. Uh, the main reason is because we just found that the listener comments were sort of echoing a lot of our discussions. So we thought, let's do the listener comments first, and then we can comment based on those and the episode discussions. So Mel, you got the first one. All right. Our first one's from Mo, and he writes in and says, hey, Mel, Liz, Owen Gray, even though he's been missing, just listen to your 18th podcast, Great Work as Usual Girls. I think that's referring to me objecting to being called a girly last time. <laughs> um, he's got a quick comment about the 17th episode, Chuck versus the Predator. He says, am I the only one that didn't connect with Chuck on an emotional level with his pursuit of, I want the intersect out of my head this time around? I know it's important to him, but every time he acts desperate, I just want to shout, you will never get it out, mate. So this all seems futile this time around. It felt like the first episode of season two when they tried to kill Chuck. We know he wouldn't die. Maybe they are forcing the storyline a bit. I don't know. I know it's important to Chuck, but I didn't connect with his desperation to get to Orion. The mythology is good, and I always wanted them to go more on that route, but not by sacrificing the quality of the drama. I'm afraid that this might happen again in future episodes because they said, Josh, I think, that they are putting a lot of things inside each episode until the end, and it might affect the quality of the dramatic scenes. 
I said it a lot on the boards before, see the Jill trilogy. It doesn't matter if you create the best storylines if you can't connect with the characters. Anyway, even if he ever gets to intersect out, it won't last for long. This might all be an excuse just to make Chuck realize that his destiny is to become an agent after all. In the end, the episode was, st was still good, just not great. Much love from Mo. So what do you guys think about that? Were you able to connect with Chuck and his his desire to get the intersect out of his head in uh, Chuck versus the Predator? Yeah, I mean, I think I think most comments are fair. I, I mean, he will go through ups and downs like any of the rest of us, and, and Mo may not have connected with that scene, and, that, and that's a fair observation. For, for me, it didn't bug me. Um, I think because I'm really watching to see where it leads. Uh, I've seen many things like that where they, they kind of plant things earlier on so that you're not surprised by them later. And I think they're going to go deeper into this issue in the next few episodes. And um, they couldn't have done that without him bringing these things up first. But I don't know. I I'm open. Well, for me, Predators so far is my uh, number one episode for the series. So um, I connected emotionally because uh, for Chuck, this is a central issue since the pilot to get rid of the intersect. So um, I, I really enjoyed the episode and uh, I can't um, quite agree with Mo's saying here, but uh, I, I understand what he's saying. Um, but I, I really did connect with him emotionally on this. It's what's driving him. So it's, it's really what he's after. I'm the same. I did connect with him on this one. Um, I could actually feel his desperation when um, Picardo's character was killed just as he was about to finally get some answers. And as a viewer, I was sitting there almost in Chuck's seat with him going, no, we almost had an answer. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, to have it ripped away. But that's what we love about the show, right? Yeah, right. So close to it so far. It, it speaks a lot about his desperation. Like he, he's not going to gush emotionally if he just thinks it's it's like his chances are almost gone. He Like he's going to say it, but he won't say it so passionately because it's like, I'm, I'm hopeless. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did want to mention that Mo is doing his own promotion of the Chuck campaign by posting videos on YouTube. If you search for the user Von Chucks, V-O-N-C-H-U-C-K-S, you can see what he's created so far, and they are really, really funny. Yeah. Cool. So kudos to him for that. Yep, and Very send cool. links to those. Forward them, share them, put them on your Facebook. That's right. <laughs> okay, I believe I'm up next. And um, the next email that we have here is uh, from Elena in Rochester, New York. And she writes, Dear Chuck versus the podcast, as I was watching Chuck versus the Predator on Monday, which was awesome, by the way, love that Chuck is finally taking control of his life and destiny. A ditto for me, too. And being a sort of spy in his own right by keeping secrets from Casey and Sarah in relation to getting the intersect out of his head. It struck me that Orion suddenly became a bigger player in the season by giving Chuck maps and a computer, etc. I know Chuck is looking for his dad to walk Ellie down the aisle at her wedding, but what if Orion was Chuck's dad? I don't know if that's true, but it would be cool, right? And... Um, I would say definitely, yeah, that would be very cool. And there's quite a few theories flying around right now uh, as to who Orion is. I've heard um, interesting ones that include even Chuck's mom, who hasn't really been mentioned at all. Um, so that would be a, um, an interesting twist. Mm -hmm. And there's also been um, the concept that Orion is not really one individual person. So there's several uh, um, Theories on the running. Chuck's dad is uh, is up there as well, but uh, yeah, it, that's an interesting uh, perspective. What do you think? 
I, you know, I love the idea that it's a whole bunch of different people, but I do think that Orion is one person, maybe with several operatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my speculation. But, um, but yeah, it seems like, you know, Orion somehow has to be connected to Chuck, or he clearly knows that Chuck is the intersect. So, um, it would certainly add another layer of drama if it turned out to be Chuck's dad. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I wouldn't rule out Bryce being in there somehow too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be seems logical, but at the same time, I mean, there's there are arguments for and against. against. Yes. Well, and uh, our next email is from David from Higgins, Pennsylvania. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, hey, all, it's P A Chuck fan. P A for Pennsylvania. P A C H U C K F A N, and then there's an extra C K in brackets. You can search for that on the forums but um <laughs> hey all it's pa chuck fan from the forums first of all i would like to say that i love listening to the podcast and hearing mel and liz discuss episodes and i hope gray returns soon well you got that there you go <laughs> i i remember one of you saying about how much of a fan of the mummy you are actually that was mel and liz yay uh, I must say that when Vaslu, a.k.a. Vincent, came back to life in The Predator in the same way he did in The Mummy, I laughed so hard and thought to myself, of course he came back to life. He is the mummy after all. That was funny. Mm -hmm. I really liked Orion because it was nice to see someone actually trying to help Chuck outside of Casey and Sarah when it comes to his spy life. I thought Orion was a super spy version of Chuck, and I hope to see Chuck become a spy like Orion in the future. Cross his fingers. Anyway, it has been discussed in the forums, but I thought I'd throw the idea to you guys. They never really showed Orion being killed. Team Bartowski assumed he was killed in the helicopter. Could it be that Orion escaped but destroyed the helicopter so the Fulcrum agents could not reveal his whereabouts? Or could Orion not really be Orion at all, and the man that called himself Orion was actually a ruse that was working for the real Orion? Orion has to have other spies working for him unless he put that information under Chuck's pillow himself. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Thanks, David. P.S. Can't wait for more Chuck and more podcasts. I totally agree. I thought that helicopter was a total ruse. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what the yep. ruse was, but it <laughs> had to be a ruse. <laughs> I agree. I don't know how they did it, but I'm pretty sure they did it. Yep. Yeah. And and actually, that leaves leaves an issue. Was this Fulcrum that planned the helicopter looking like it had exploded? And, and Fulcrum took Orion or... Was this something that Orion escaped them and managed to destroy the helicopter? Some some different places they could go with that. Or was it an elaborate ruse by Orion from the beginning? One of his, you know, his escape hatches, basically. Yeah. 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 Something to do with that little computer on his wrist that he did something there, I think. But I'm not quite sure. I'm not like you. I'm not quite sure how he pulled it off. But uh, I, I believe that he did not die in that helicopter. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did either. Yeah. But I do have to say um, that, yes, when Imhotep came back to life in Chuck, I cheered and I laughed. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really well done. Yeah, it was just, it was another little homage, I think, the same way that in uh, Versus the Suburbs, they had that Indiana Jones, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark visual mm-hmm. homage. I think that was a similar it was it was kind of the same thing. You know, they got on Arnold Vosloo for it and they just couldn't resist. Yeah. And yep. the thing I, I appreciate about the writers is that they. They throw these things in without them being too obvious. Mm-hmm. Like it, it in I've seen other shows where these kinds of things are thrown in, and they either seem like they're just square pegs in a round hole, or they're just way too over the top. 
But with these, they 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 just fit right. So that if you know the connection, you you get a little chuckle. If you don't know the connection, it still plays out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I actually got a little um, Empire Strikes fight back vibe with the uh, helicopter at the end, kind of like when um, Leia and, and Chewie and them are trying to rescue Han from uh, Boba Fett, and uh, they just see get there in time to see him take off, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, of course you'd find the Star Wars reference, <laughs> <laughs> old Darth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't hadn't noticed that. Good one. All right. Well, our next email comes from Mandy, who's in L.A. She writes, hi, Mel, Liz, and Gray. I'm sitting here listening to the most recent podcast versus MI6, and I just wanted to send a quick thank you for the fantastic interviews with the writers and with Norman Buckley. I'm an aspiring TV writer, so I always enjoy hearing the stories of how people found their way into this crazy town. I'm a relatively new Chuck viewer and therefore a new listener. I've now reached the point of refreshing my iTunes when I sign online to see whether a new episode has been uploaded. It's it's just really well done. You should be proud. I'm excited for the rest of the season and can't wait to hear what's up next on Chuck versus the podcast. I wish you all the best and hope that there's lots of season three episodes to discuss. Best Absolutely. regards from Mandy. So we, yeah. we second and third and fourth that, Mandy. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll fifth it on behalf of Liz. Yeah. <laughs> and and just uh, a few people have asked about uh, Scott Rosenbaum, our third writer. Uh, part three of the writer series is coming. A lot of that was just my busy schedule. Um, and so we will be setting up a time uh, sometime in the next few weeks um, for his interview, as well as one more director is coming. Very cool. That's very cool. Uh, I have the next one. And this uh, must be a return engagement from Sabrina, who is 12 from New York, and she says, Hey, it's Sabrina from New York, and I was really excited when I heard my listener emails on the last podcast. So I just can imagine that she's going to be overjoyed this time as well. <laughs> I really love your whole Watch by Share campaign. I have been trying so hard to spread the word about Chuck. I showed my cousin, and now he's showing his friends, and everyone is buying Season 1 now. I myself own Season 1 DVD and Season 1 and most of Season 2 on iTunes. I've been doing my best to get a check a third season. Hopefully, we'll pay off. The world only knows what a 12-year-old can accomplish. <laughs> Bye. So true. So true. And uh, it's really great that you're doing that, Sabrina. And um, hopefully, everybody else that's listening to the podcast is taking a lead from Sabrina and uh, doing the exact same types of things that she's doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, that, that demographic, the young people are very important. I know if you've ever done fundraising, often it's the, the youngest people that just amaze everybody else at their ability to, to promote. Absolutely. Yeah, they tend to be the most passionate, I think, and the most creative thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad Sabrina's on our team. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to Brenna from Burbank. Hello. Oh, hey, Burbank. That's great. Hello, all. I just finished watching Chuck versus the Broken Heart, and oh, my goodness, I can't stop shaking. It was brilliant. I agree. Coot, that was me. Kudos to Allison Adler for the amazing writing. Overall, I wasn't too fond of Alex, but I don't think I'm supposed to be. I think it was interesting how the general basically gave Chuck and Sarah permission to see each other. I did not see that one coming. The biggest surprise of the night, however, was when poor Ellie felt completely abandoned by the ones she loved. This new addition to the plot, the rift between Awesome and Ellie, makes me think that Chuck is going to tell Ellie about his other life. I love the podcast and can't wait until next week. Thanks for the entertainment. Brenna from Burbank. And boy, there's a few things in there, but I totally agree. I literally, I think I watched Chuck versus the Broken Heart more than any other episode, like literally four times this week. Um, I just love that episode. And 
great writing in it. Yeah, I agree. It was a fantastic episode. Um, the the writing, I mean, it brought so many things to a head in this one episode, but it provided a launching point for the remainder of the season. I just, I thought it was stellar. I, I really, really did. Um, one of the critiques that I'd seen from fans, um, from some fans that weren't as excited about the episode was that they didn't feel that Sarah was fighting for Chuck, mm. that they felt that she wasn't as emotionally torn up over the separation as they thought that she should be where my take on it was that she was I, from my point of view, she was practically vibrating from trying not to lose it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially I mean, in the car. Yes. Uh -huh. the I, car. I thought she was, I thought Yvonne played that beautifully. And, um, and it, you know, I've noticed that when Allie Adler is the one writing, she gives Yvonne, she seems to know how to really write for Yvonne's, um, style of acting mm -hmm. yep. to give her lots of really restrained emotions to play. Yep. Um, so when I see that Allie's going to be writing, I, I'm, I just know that it's going to be a good Sarah episode. What we're seeing here, which is really, really important in the past, Sarah has al always sort of hit the roadblocks of her job and the things that her job requires and stopped at those roadblocks. But what we saw here was her breaking rules for Chuck. Indeed. Absolutely. Which is huge. Big, big. Yeah, mm -hmm. very big. And and the other big moment for me with the Sarah character was at the very end when Chuck said it was her their feelings for each other is what, you know, um, was allowed to have him to be saved. And Sarah's look on her face like, you know what? He's totally right about that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And how about Casey coming to their defense? Yes. Yes. And telling Alex that um, Sarah was the best partner he'd ever had. Yeah, and especially in context, like if you go back to the f first or second episode of first season and see where Casey was, mm -hmm. and then yep. go and watch this episode, you see that he's come a long way, and that and the two of them have come a long way together. They have, and I really wish that we would see more um, Casey and Sarah working together. We saw them in Lethal Weapon going off and doing their um, a mission without Chuck. Basically, you know, he had to stay in the van or in the castle, as the case may be, with uh, with Cole. But it was. I thought it was kind of refreshing to see the two of them going mm -hmm. and being, you know, being yep. agents on yep. their own without having to be handlers. They were just agents. Um, I, I miss that. I would like to see more of that. Yeah. And we, I think we tend to focus so much on the Chuck and Sarah relationship that we kind of forget about the Casey and Sarah relationship. And I'm glad to see that that's getting some attention again. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's this episode had pretty well. Every relationship in the series got, got a, got a moment or a beat or two. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was really well done from that perspective. Yep. And we'll, and we'll continue talking about it later when we get to our episode discussion. But um, absolutely, Brenna, great thoughts. Mm -hmm. Well, our next one is from Calla. And she says, hello, Gray, Mel, and Lissa. My name is Calla, pronounced like Calla Lily, from Bellevue, Washington. And I'm a huge fan of the podcast. In four days, I've caught up on all of the 18 podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah, big fan. Wow, mm. no kidding. <laughs> my, question, like so my question, like so many, is about Chuck and Sarah. General Beckman stated... Agent Forrester diagnosed the emotional connection between Chuck and Sarah as a liability, but it can also be an asset to the asset. Does that mean General Beckman approves of the relationship within the relationship? That is, can Chuck and Sarah finally act on their feelings and pursue a real relationship within their fake relationship? There was potential at the end of the episode, she's referring to Broken Heart, when Chuck and Sarah almost kissed. What are all of your thoughts? Chuckly. Calla. I like that sign off. Chuckly. Mm -hmm. Well, this, again, um, reflects um, Brenna's question, uh, comment 
about wondering if they have kind of given been given permission, given the okay to go ahead and pursue a relationship. Um, it does it does read that way, doesn't it? It it does. I I think there'll obviously be more conflict that comes. You can't have a show without conflict. But it, I think what this it's an invitation to go at least one more step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not too sure at this point. I I, I think it's uh, what the journal is saying is that the friendship aspect of it is okay, but I don't think she was given carte blanche to get into a, a deep relationship. But uh, as, as Gray just said, things are going to come up that are going to force that issue anyhow. So we'll see how it plays out. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree with Lou. I don't think they were given the official go for it, you know, get married and make babies. But I think they were, <laughs> I think that they were given the, I, we acknowledge that the bond you guys have is beneficial to our, our needs and desires, you know, to the government's desires. Um, therefore, we won't stand in the way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, not an approval so much as a, well, we see how this can benefit us. So let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as it doesn't mess up the missions, then we can right. live with it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. And I'm up with the next one. And this one is from Catherine from Boston. And she says, first, I want to say that I love the podcast. I've been watching Chuck since the beginning, but have only recently found this podcast. But don't worry. I've listened to all the previous podcasts, and they are equally as awesome. I think you guys do such a great job, and I've quickly become a big fan. My question for you guys is, we know that someone is supposed to find out about Chuck's secret. After seeing Versus the Broken Heart, we see that Devin almost figures something out. When he got tranquilized, it seemed like he heard Chuck say something about the CIA. If he is the one that figures out Chuck's secret, how do you think will affect his relationship with Ellie? He would have to cover up for Chuck and lie to Ellie at times. Do you think he would be able to do that? We see how much Chuck hates lying to people, to the people he loves. But how hard do you think it would be for Devin to lie to his future wife when he knows what Chuck is really up to? Anyways, love what you guys are doing and keep up the great work. P.S. You're all pretty. <laughs> Thanks very much, Catherine. Hey, Lou, you got your ended. first pretty. Hey, yeah. I'll take it in the spirit intended. No problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is going to be interesting. Um, we, we've touched base on the um, Ryan McPartland's uh, interview. Um, this episode, the, the last episode kind of played it a little both ways. That you're not, It looks like awesome, but uh, on the other hand, uh, Chuck is obviously upset and really wants to tell Ellie the truth as well. So it still might be up in the air a bit. And um, as far as awesome, how would he handle that going forward? I would think that that would be impossible to keep a secret. Um, if uh, either Ellie or Awesome finds out, um, I think it's almost a, a given that the other half of the partnership is going to find out as well. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I just don't see, especially in, in Awesome's case, I don't see how he can keep it from Ellie. Yeah. No. The guy's an open book. Yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, I know Ellie's upset with him right now about what she thinks happened at the bachelor party, but yeah. you know, if she just gives him a little bit of a chance, she's going to be able to see immediately that he's telling the truth. That nothing happened, so I don't think he'd be able to lie for check. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they they definitely went out of the way to make it obvious that he heard that as he was passing out. But I think it was a total red herring, um, and it, and especially because when he did wake up, he didn't remember anything about the night. So my feeling is it probably will be somebody else, um, but who knows? Yeah, I keep going back and forth on it because my initial thought was when they said you know someone close to Chuck finds out his his secret i was like well of course it's going to be his dad yeah i mean that that's but that's the easy out so now i don't know i 
I could see it being Ellie going and, you know, being ups- being mad at men in general and deciding <laughs> that Chuck's going to move forward. And so she's throwing out that Tron poster and then she yep. turns it over and sees the big, the map that he's been compiling. So I could see that being, it being her that finds out. Yeah. And also, and also just through her dad coming back. I mean, there are going to be mm-hmm. extra yeah. variables there that, that she's going to see things that she might be exposed to things that, um, that'll, that'll make her aware or, or at least get her start to look, get her to start mm-hmm. to look. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me, it's just Ellie to me deserves it more than anybody else than anyone else on the show, because, you know, she's been, you know, basically sticking up for Chuck um, ever since the series started. So mm-hmm. I, I really think, it would help her reconcile um, any doubts she's had about Chuck and uh, and the obvious ones that she's had since their father's left as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I yeah. think she does deserve it, but that I doesn't guess... mean she's going to be the one. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she could handle it. That's an important one. Yes, I've heard people say that she couldn't, but uh, as a doctor, um, and I think the Bartowskis have shown that they can um, handle quite a bit. So I think she would be able to handle that after the initial shock. Yeah. I think her first instinct will be to become, you know, protective big sister mode would kick mm-hmm. in. But I agree. I think that she would be able to eventually accept it. And then she would be proud of Chuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. What he's doing. That he is doing more than, you know, fixing computers. Yep. Well, that has been a lot of comments and we love it. We love hearing your comments. Um, I think a lot of it is just everybody is stimulated by these episodes. Um, Absolutely. We've been getting a lot of mail in and, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, as a matter of fact, Please continue sending emails and do mention the city and country where you're emailing from. You're welcome to send them with photos. If you want to appear in the podcast, we'll put your photo in the AAC feed when your email comes up. And you're also welcome to leave an audio comment or question on Mel's voicemail at 310-594-3755. Or you can also record it on your own computer and just email your question to us. Uh, try to keep them brief, please. And um, there's more information on our website at www.chuckpodcast.com. You can get more information on how to contact us. But we're going to roll into our full episode commentary, which uh, we already mentioned a few things, but we're going to go a little deeper into Chuck versus the Predator and Chuck versus the Broken Heart. So first of all, Chuck versus the Predator. So good. Absolutely. My favorite of the season. It wasn't my favorite episode, but it was a very, very strong one. And I loved a whole pile of things about it. Um, I loved going to different locations, like having Orion in Hong Kong and that yep. whole scene there. I, I loved the uh, subplot with the Beverly Hills by more um, was just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, um, yep. the Orion computer going to Lester and Jeff and us seeing Jeff's office in the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I'm sure they're going to have more scenes in Jeff's office. I hope so. That place was tight, man. He pimped that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fon- Fonzie would have been proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then the bomber targeting the buy more um, yep. at Beverly Hills. I mean, that was just classic. They, like going in for the kill and just in the nick of time turning away. Yes. I, and I love the look of those predators. The uh, the Cylon or Knight Rider uh, eye eye front uh, of the uh, predator was just a, a nice uh, visual uh, shout out to a lot of other shows that have used the same kind of device. Yeah, yeah. We got to see the elders. Yep. Mm-hmm. And those are the elders. Some people had wondered 
who, you know, speculated on who those people might be, but I think it's pretty obvious that they are indeed the elders. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I just, like I've, I've said a couple times already, I, to me it was my favorite of the season because I just felt um, when you take all the various elements of a Chuck show, the comedy, the relationships, the, the action and that, I think this one just really had it all in about equal amounts and just it was tightly constructed. There was hardly any um, plot holes or logic gaps that you had to get your head around. The pace was uh, really good and, um, well, with the mummy, you know, I mean, coming back <laughs> to life, we've already talked about that. Um, Actually, he came back to life twice in my mind because he survived the bombing in, in uh, Hong Kong as well. I don't know how he got away from that. Mm. <laughs> that was as well done as well. And um, all the little the geek references, the uh, Chuck reading the uh, Ex Machina comic at the end with the uh, intersect uh, diagrams taped to the pages in between. Mm-hmm. And I think as a clue to me personally, I really picked up on was the a message that Orion uh, had left on the disc to Chuck. And at the very end, he said uh, five seconds until this self-destructs, which to me is uh, something uh, that only a Bartowski would bring up as a, a nerd reference to an old TV show like Mission Impossible or something like that. <laughs> so, I really enjoyed it. It's one of my, it's my, definitely my favorite episode of the season. Yeah, you're right. You're right that it was definitely firing on all cylinders. I mean, the the comedy was great comedy. the The whole scene in the Buy More where Emmett is doing security, and there's yeah. about three different parties of people who are all trying to steal his computer. And they're yeah. all wearing the oh. black masks. When Jeff said he almost peed himself to the Sarah's reaction, I just <laughs> that was classic. Poor yeah. Sarah. <laughs> yeah, and classic, oh, classic Emmett, absolutely yes. classic Emmett, dropping the flashlight. Um, and uh, boy, you, I mean, just throw the camera on him, and you're gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. And was that the episode that we saw Morgan's bedroom too? That was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he really needs to update his decor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his uh, age group as well. I think <laughs> you're not five, Morgan, but yeah. you gotta you gotta give the poor guy some some props for for sticking it out there with Big Mike and his mom. You know, yep. in the next room. Yep. Yeah, no wonder he's been looking so haggard. Yeah, <laughs> the relief when he had to go back to the store in the middle of the night was uh-huh. thank yeah. God. And we yep. got to see the general in person. Chuck got exactly. to see the general in person. Yes, he does have legs. She is tiny. <laughs> yeah. And he point blank asks her, "You don't do you you know, you don't want the intersect out of my head, do you?" And she says, "No." Yeah. So, yeah, so it it begs the question with Chuck looking at all these plans, they keep coming back to that. Um is Chuck going to sort of go at this on his own outside of the government? I I think so. I think he's going to pursue his own agenda and and I'd like to see where that heads. It seems like they're setting it up for that yeah, um, I think, I maybe think fact, trying to build his own intersect yeah I think the fact that he didn't tell Sarah about those diagrams at the very end um, I, I, I agree with you he's definitely um, going to run with it on his own if he has to mm-hmm. oh and what about Emmett with the baseball bat <laughs> <laughs> when, yes, he, when he first hits the standee um, in the in the Beverly Hills by more and he he does he miss or he hits it so lightly that it doesn't even move? It's a cardboard. No, I think he just missed. I think yeah. he just missed. Yeah, he yeah. just whiffed, he whiffed it. Yeah. And yeah. then the second time, and it's a domino effect through the entire store. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that done before. Uh, I don't know if I, either of you saw Three O'Clock High, the movie. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it was done in yeah. Three O'Clock High, but it was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, it, for me, it was another reference to The Mummy. Oh yeah. Remember, remember at the beginning when Evie's at the, she's trying to 
reshelves some uh, books at the library, and she leans way over on oh, the, yes. on the yes, ladder, yes. and she accidentally hits a bookcase, and they all go down. Yes, I remember that. Yep. To me, it was you know it was it was just another reference, but mm-hmm. that might just be because I am in love with the mummy. <laughs> I, I saw it when it came out, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that scene. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so really, really full episode, excellent episode, firing on all cylinders, just like the next episode, Broken Heart, which was and awesome. This was another practice in um, them schooling us on the titles. You know, there was so much speculation about how this was going to be a total shipper episode, uh, a total Chuck and Sarah episode, but in reality, the title Broken Heart was literal. Mm-hmm. It referred to the terrorist with the broken heart. Mm-hmm. Yep. You had to get a pacemaker. Yep. And maybe Ellie a bit too, though. Somehow. Yes, I think it was. And also Ellie, which I don't think anybody saw coming because they no. seem like such the perfect couple. How could she, you know, how could she ever have a broken heart? But she does, I think. Yep. A little bit. Yep. And I think she, her heart's a little broken by Chuck, too. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've, we've mentioned that Allie Adler wrote this episode in, in just a very, very solid episode writing wise. Um, I particularly was impressed by how believable they made it that that Sarah could be completely fired and then reinstated all inside one episode mm-hmm. and legitimately reinstated. Like she earned her right to be there by the end. Yeah. And it was great that Casey was the catalyst of doing that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So actually what we're going to do right now is we're going to play the mini interview with Trisha Helfer because it was this was Trisha's episode and uh, I do want to mention, shout out to my Alberta roots. Um, she comes actually from a small town in Alberta, Canada, which is where I'm hey. from. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I actually have a lot of family in, in the area that she grew up. Um, so that's kind of neat. But uh, we're going to play that inter- interview now that Liz had with Trisha Helfer. This is Liz with Chuck versus the podcast, and I'm pleased to be talking with actress Trisha Helfer. I know we don't have a lot of time, so we'll just get right to it. Your agent Alex Forrest character in Chuck versus the Broken Heart was awesome, very well played. You also played a similar spy character on Burn Notice. Can you please talk about the differences between the Carla character on Burn Notice and the agent Forrest on Chuck? Um, you know, I think the differences are really in the tone of the show. Um, you know, Burn Notice is is a show that is, um, you know, it's definitely got some levity to it. And, you know, it's a fun show, but it's also, you fully believe, you're fully invested that Michael Weston does this stuff. You know, you, you want Michael Weston on your team. And um, with Chuck, obviously, it, it just takes it that much, you know, that another step further into the, you know, the, the comedy side. And, and it's definitely a little lighter and, and, and fun. Um so with Carla, you know, obviously they're both super strong, intelligent um, agents. But I think with Agent Alex Forrest, who is my Chuck character, it's just a little bit more um, tongue-in-cheek. And she's much more like Casey than, you know, she's very by the book. She's very no-nonsense, kind of emotionless, and which sounds similar to Carla, but Carla, I think, they're both kind of badass, <laughs> I guess, looking back at it. Um, but Chuck just has a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. You know, you're allowed to um, be a little bit more um, – you can be straighter with on Chuck. Agent Alex Forrest could be straighter 
and you know I worried less about showing you know dimensions to the character because she was that was the humor about the character and she she is so kind of one note emotionless and with Carla when you be you know my concern with her was um making sure that you because you really never find out too much about her making sure that that um she's not just you know super agent bitch spy and 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 that's it and that you get a glimpse into uh a a bit of a vulnerability or a bit of a, a humanity other than just being super strong the Carla character on Burn Notice is not just strong but complex. Do you find this role empowering? You know, I think that that it, that she, you know, it, it is empowering and that she's strong and smart and you know she's gotten to where she is by her own gumption, you know, her own dedication. And um, I like the fact that she's very similar to Michael, um, although you don't you don't get to see her fun side like you do get to Michael. But you know, maybe she has a bit less of one, but. Um, I like being on par with that level of agent, you know, the fact that, you know, Michael Weston is so, um, uh, can pretty much do whatever he wants as, as can Fiona and, and, and Sam to some, you know, extent. That's how I feel that Carla is. Carla's not one to be taken advantage of. And, and, um, which I think is what's interesting about coming up to the last two episodes is, um, you know, she doesn't trust anybody, and she's finally put a little bit of trust into Michael, and and um, and I think that's probably backfiring on her. So, um, I just I like the fact that she's strong, and and she's as good at at her job as Michael is at his. You seem to play a lot of very strong women. Do you gravitate to these roles, or are you open to other kinds of characters? Well, you know, I, I'd rather I'd rather play an ass kicking destroyer, or you know, a, a super strong, you know, spy than, uh, or agent than, than some, you know, meek, vulnerable um, character. But it's, it's definitely, I don't want to get, you know, typecast is one thing. And, and, uh, and that's certainly some of the other things I've been doing in, in hiatus, doing other roles. And, right. Um, although I have one coming up in Chuck where I'm an ass-kicking spy. So I don't, I don't know about that. But um, <laughs> I don't know how well my, my uh, not being typecast is going. Uh, I mean, but they're great shows. It's, I'm, I'm super happy to be part of them. And, and you know, I think it's, it's important as I go, you know, some of my next jobs uh, maybe are a different take, on, you know, a different type of character. But, but they're certainly fun characters to play. They're smart. They're, they're strong. They're, um, you know, who, who wouldn't want to play a strong female character. You clearly had great chemistry with all the characters on Chuck. Do you see this becoming a recurring role? Um, oh, definitely, yeah. If, if it does come back, and, and I expect it to. I hope it is. It's a great show, so I hope it comes back. Um, yeah, I, I, it's definitely open-ended in terms of I could I could come back. Um, uh, Agent Alex Forrest is alive at the end of the episode, and uh, she could always come back. But I, I don't I don't expect to come back. Certainly not not on a on a regular basis. But I'd certainly sign up to coming on again and and shaking things up. And and uh, I think she may have a little thing for Casey at the end of the episode. So <laughs> if we come back, it'd be fun to come back and explore that because Casey doesn't get very much action. And that was my mini interview with the very talented Trisha Helfer. And uh, we certainly thank her for taking her time out of her busy day to, to answer these questions for us. It was a treat. It was a treat to chat with her. And we're back. Cool. It sounds like she had fun playing the role. I think she did. I think she really did. And it sounds like she would be, she would jump at the chance to come back. Absolutely. And uh, I, I saw her 
her, uh, both her roles in Burn Notice and Chuck, and uh, they were similar, but uh, they were different. And I think with the amount of t- time that she had in the Broken Heart episode, she did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to seen her and Sarah butt shoulders a couple more times, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of even out the coal chess scenes from the uh, MI6 arc. Sorry about that, Liz, but uh, I'll take what they gave me. Yeah. Well, and, and it was definitely understated, but they had a lot to cover in this episode. And yes, um, she was a catalyst, but really there, there was a lot more story they had to cover, um, particularly with Chuck and Sarah. Um, and I, I thought it was very well balanced. I agree. So did I. And I loved her connection with Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guy was practically drooling. But again, <laughs> she was a catalyst for, in the end, him coming back and saying, you know, he basically he was saying, I may be totally attracted to this woman but she's no sarah yeah she's, you know she's not my partner yeah yeah, yeah. and and again we had a, a subplot with awesome's bachelor party that uh, tied really well in with the spy action and and yet again um they the the buy more crowd has no idea what's happening except for that one connection we we mentioned possibly with awesome where he might have heard that cia reference right and I just love it when the Bymore has a legitimate reason to be a part of the show. Yeah. And, you know, and we see Chuck actually at work. And, and, we, uh, and we got to meet Chuck's sister. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, my that's goodness. That's not a highlight for me. I'm sorry. Oh, what a groaner. <laughs> yeah. But, that, yeah, that's true. We do now know that Jeff has a sister with uh, questionable morals. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, we could doubt that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Now, when I was watching the episode, um, when I heard Agent Forrest talk, I could have sworn it was the old Casey talking. And I don't know if you guys got that, that it wasn't just her talking exactly like Casey, but it was like her talking like the old Casey, which I think with her being that catalyst played really, really well, because I think he she was even more of that than he is now. Like she was more cold than he is now. And I think he got to see what he would was like and that kind of prompted his his change to to gravitate more towards sarah and chuck yeah he saw it. he's she was a mirror to him of what he used to be mm-hmm. yeah i agree i agree and i think he you know he wouldn't admit to his lady feelings but i think it showed him um just how valuable chuck is and sarah yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I just want to say that the the bolt scene with Chuck um, Sackley's eye was hilarious. Oh, oh, <laughs> Chuck's and he fight still, scene. He still had the yeah. presence of mind to get to the, get the location of the terrorist. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Love that. Well, it. I mean, the whole the whole thing with him as a doctor when he first came into the room, doctor, 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 <laughs> yeah. and and um, and playing like he was listening. And what I loved is that obviously this other doctor would have known that he was a real doctor, and yet he played it totally straight, and it was so hilarious. And the uh, when they had the argument about the ladybugs. Yep. <laughs> They're not real ladies. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was good. Yeah. It was just it was such a good episode just all the way around. Um, you know, it advanced the, all of the plots, really. Yep. Yes. Every yep. every single storyline in advance. It's it's setting us up again for um, the the Ellie and Awesome wedding in the finale. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's moving that plot line ahead even. Um, you know Chuck and Sarah, Chuck looking for his dad. Yeah. The the intersect everything. I just it was great. It was just great. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, 
the only the only thing that puts it down a bit for me is that it didn't really advance the uh, Orion intersects um, plot line that we had going from the from the uh, Predator um, episode. But I understood, you know, the purpose of the mission was to show Sarah's um, willingness to break rules for Chuck. So that was fine. And uh, but it, I I just kind of want to stay with the Orion storyline. Once they started up, I don't want them to stop. But I understood why they had to in this episode. So for that, it was it was well done. And we got a cliffhanger ending for the first time too so mm-hmm. yeah which was, actually not a, not only is it a, a twist but um it it literally is like the beginning scene of the next episode so they mm-hmm. don't have to take any time to set that up and we know that we can hit the ground running next week um, which actually yeah. will have aired by the time we we um by the time you hear this podcast but uh, as we're recording this uh, it seems like it's going to be a killer episode <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's going to be my favorite. <laughs> and as a side note, um, I just found three more photos from that episode. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Getting ready to post those. They are good. It's it's cool. all it's all Chuck and Papa. Ah, yep. awesome. Yeah, with his yeah. trink. Oh, and I've I've loved Scott Bakula from the beginning. I love Ch- Chevy Chase. Um, yes. I'm going to love this arc. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah, same here. The Quantum Leap fan here, so yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, so. I think we've beaten those two to death. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, well, if but not d- here, then on the forums. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, between the listener comments and, and the feature comments, and we're actually over an hour already. But uh, uh-huh. hey, no problem. I'm sure. Lots to talk about. Yeah. Cool. There's lots to talk about, like spoilers, which are going to come up in a few minutes. Um, so we do want to wrap things up. We want to mention um, please do vote for us at Podcast Alley. Um, we thank you for your votes already, and actually we have uh, an interesting new thing that we wanted to propose, and that's that we wanted to propose an email notification list that we uh, we know that there are a lot of people who would love to vote for the podcast uh, monthly, but perhaps don't remember on any given month if, if you voted or not, and also who might not watch your iTunes every day and would like a notification of when the podcast uh, has been released. And so if you would like us to send you an email to let you know when a new podcast is up and send you an email when uh, it's time to vote for for the new month, please do send an email to mail at chuckpodcast.com and we'd happily add you to our email notification list. So you'll never miss another episode or chance to vote for us and tell us how much you love us. Yep. And we're very, very excited that uh, in in the last four months running, we've been the number one TV and film, or number one TV, rather, podcast <laughs> in the entire world. And, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. I mean, if that doesn't tell you that Chuck is a popular show and needs to be renewed yeah, for a third season. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Clearly, the fans want to know more about Chuck. Yep. Absolutely. And make sure you visit ChuckTV.net for lots of the latest news and visit www.chuckpodcast.com. Put comments there. Um, check out the news at Shades of Grey on my blog and uh, send in your comments. That's right. But thanks for listening. If you don't want to hear the spoilers, then you can turn the podcast off now. If you do want spoilers, then keep on listening. If you're leaving us now, thanks again for listening. And I want to give my shout out to Vern and the boys. We'll see you next time. And we're back with spoilers. Lou, what have you got for us? 
Okay, we have an email here from Dylan Anderson from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and he writes, I love your podcast and listen to it again and again because here in Minnesota, it is all wet outside because it is like 60 degrees, but we have snow in the forecast. Well, that's pretty, some pretty crazy weather. After hearing your last podcast, I came up with a few theories on, of my own. Uh, and then he's going to list off three theories about weddings here. So we have the first one. The dual weddings mean Awesome Ellie and Morgan Anna. The shocking death, I think, is going to be Anna. And Morgan will not go back to the buy more because it reminds him of Anna. The second one is the dual weddings are the same. Awesome Ellie and Morgan Anna again. Um, but this time the shocking death is Casey. But it becomes a dead but not dead situation just like Bryce and it will leave a cliffhanger that will force NBC to give Chuck a third season. Morgan <laughs> leaves the pie more <laughs> because Big Mike fires him because Big Mike and Morgan's mom split up. Mm. And the, oh. The third one is the weddings are awesome Ellie and Chuck Sarah for cover reasons. I think that Lester will die at, the, at uh, Awesome and Ellie's wedding when he interrupts with some spy plot to kill Chuck. And Morgan leaves the buy more because Morgan finds out Chuck's secret and is taken away by the CIA. These are my theories for the end of Chuck. Please feel free to put them on your podcast. Well, we've already done that for you. <laughs> yes. Do you think that the people sitting in the shadows in Chuck versus the Predator were the elders? Well, we answered that previously, and the answer is uh, yes, yes, we do believe they were. Yep. Okay. So those are some pretty convoluted uh, <laughs> theories. Um, with number one, I can't really buy it being Anna um, because mo most of the time she's not really, hasn't been in an episode lately, so it would be very surprising if, if that would happen to her. Uh, as for Morgan and Anna getting married, well, um, that's an interesting one. I mean, Morgan and Anna have been kind of the parallel for Chuck and Sarah, so and they've been foreshadowing their relationship, so that could be a possibility, but... Uh, an interesting idea to be sure uh killing off casey in scenario two hmm, i that's that's pretty tough i i i can't see them pulling that off if, uh, at a, in any way mm -mm. Uh, mm -hmm. and uh big mike firing morgan um because they split up that's that's quite possible um the third one um if chuck and sarah got married for cover reasons um then I don't really think it's a true marriage. So, um, but I, I suppose that's possible. Uh, anyhow, uh, with Lester dying, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't really see that one either. But uh, I'll leave that uh, for you guys to kick around as to what you think about those series. Okay, how about I'm going to add number four. Okay. Um, okay. Number four would be that Morgan's mom and Big Mike get married. And ah. that drives Morgan away from the buy more. <laughs> uh -huh. And I, I think, I think the shocking death, um, even though it's not a regular character, but I think if Chuck's dad died, that that would be shocking. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just can't imagine the show without any of these regular characters. So, and especially because by the end, he will have been in several episodes, and so he. It would be shocking if he were to die. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if it is something that we have, somebody we have seen, I think they would have to come back. We we, we would have to have a Bryce kind of situation. Agreed. Right. Yeah, but those are my theories. Well, I uh, I think you know if Anna or Lester were the ones who were killed, that would be pretty shocking, just because nobody's been speculating about that 
aside from Dylan, who has, uh, as far as I know, is the first person to bring that up, that it could be one of those two. Um, I, I don't know. I think it would be shocking, but I'm not sure that it would be shocking in a, in a long lasting way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be kind of an easy out for them to have a shocking death, but not have the ramifications really be that great. Right. And, and I think that's the thing to keep in mind with these series. If somebody's going to die, it has to serve a purpose either to Chuck or to Sarah or like something that forces them to, you know, have ramifications for what they're going to do down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. Or an actor's contract. Yeah, or that. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always that possibility. There's always that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to roll into a couple of synopses. First of all, the synopsis. This, this is the official synopsis for episode 21, Chuck versus the Colonel. Chuck and Sarah risk everything to find Chuck's father. Tony Hale, Chevy Chase, and Scott Bakula guest star. When Chuck and Sarah go AWOL to rescue Chuck's father, Steve, guest star Scott Bakula, they discover that spending time together without any surveillance allows for uncharted chemistry. But as the two get closer, Casey zeroes in on their hidden location. Meanwhile, Morgan becomes the pariah of the Bymore after mistakenly getting Emmett promoted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Morgan. We're Morgan. (laughs) Yeah. But I think what most people have latched onto there is that Chuck and Sarah go AWOL, which means they are running a rogue mission. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and they're alone with no surveillance. Yes, it should get very heated, as I think Yvonne alluded to in one of her earlier interviews. Mm-hmm. So that should make a lot of people happy. And I'm looking forward to them actually having some time where it's just Chuck and Sarah yep. and no one else, no bugs. Because yep. as we've yep. seen, Beckman and Casey have been monitoring them very closely. Well, yep. and actually, you know, that is interesting because um, Chuck, obviously, when, when General Beckman showed him those those clips – he obviously had no idea he was being that closely taped. Right. Mm-hmm. But Sarah did. And so it gives, if you go back and watch those scenes now, it always seems that Sarah's a bit more restrained than him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. you get why. Because she knows that they were being watched. So I think Sarah could potentially be a lot more open if she knows that they're not being watched. Yes. And we saw that at the end, or in Broken Heart, when Zach came to her and was, or Zach. We saw that in Broken Heart when Chuck came to her and to say, you know, I just I don't have anybody else to talk to. You know, Ellie was upset and he couldn't tell her that nothing happened because it was with with awesome at the bachelor party because, you know, it, it had to do with the mission. And he was just he was frustrated and trying to find his dad and the intersect and everything that's going on. And he came to Sarah and she, and she reassured him there aren't any bugs here. You yeah. know, you can you can talk. It's okay, um, and we saw her be you know fairly open mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. She was still a little bit reserved, but she was pretty open. And and um, I think it was obvious. This is another situation. And we've mentioned this previously, where it's clear that they've been spending time together that we are not seeing. Mm-hmm. It's that we don't mm-hmm. see on screen. Yeah. yeah, because Chuck had no problem coming to her and just plopping himself again right down. Yeah, on her bed to talk to her. Yeah, so. Um, I think I think that with no surveillance, I think we are going to see a much more open Sarah, mm-hmm. which is good. Yep. Yep. That's what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so we do have the official synopsis for the season finale now. Um, if you listen a couple of podcasts back, we had our own version of the spoilers based on what we knew. But now we ha- and we have, or what we thought we knew, what may have been some red herrings, but it looks like it's been somewhat confirmed. Um, so the official season finale synopsis is, and this is um, the episode is titled Chuck versus the Ring. And it says Chuck must save his sister's wedding and her life. Morgan Fairchild, Bruce Boxleitner, Tony Hale, Scott Bakula, and Chevy Chase guest star. Woo! Major star power here. Really? When Ellie and Awesome's wedding day finally arrives, Chuck must save Ellie's life and her big day from being ruined by Ted Rourke, which is guest star Chevy Chase and Fulcrum. Meanwhile, Chuck is up against his most dangerous mission yet, figuring out what to do with the rest of his life. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not a huge revelation about what's going on, but we, we do find out that Ellie actually is in danger here. And could that be when she finds out, when Chuck finally has to tell her? Could be. Mm. Could be. Yeah, or is she being targeted as maybe the next recipient of the intersect? There's been a More lot than... of interesting speculation about that, about is there yeah. something in the Bart- Bartowski DNA that allows them to successfully download the intersect? or upload the intersect and flash without dying as we saw in, in versus the suburbs fulcrum's having a very difficult time coming up with subjects who can survive it mm-hmm. it's gonna be a doozy finish so it is oh, yep. i can't wait i can't wait I well know. i can't wait but i can because i know what it's gonna <laughs> be it's like done. the next week when <laughs> there's know, no shot yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah but mind you uh i mean i i went back and watched season one um, again over over the Christmas break, and I got a lot more from it. So I'm looking back, uh, looking forward to going back over season two, and uh, watching them again. Yeah, yeah. Being able to watch them all in a row, I think, is going to explain a lot more than what we're seeing as we watch them. You know, with all the interruptions and one week, two weeks, six weeks yep. in between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Be a fun marathon. Cool. Speaking about marathon, uh, I want to wrap up this <laughs> week's podcast. <laughs> is this yeah. a record? Is this our longest one? I believe it no, is. You can blame, yep. you can blame me. <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to th- uh, thank Lou for joining us this week. Hopefully you can join us oh. again uh, some other time. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And uh, we will wrap this one up. And um, not sure when the next one will be, but it will be definitely more frequent now that my work schedule is a little more under control. Yippee. Yippee. And of course, <laughs> we're going to have much more to discuss as the episodes just apparently are going to get better and better. We're just going to have to accept the fact that every week we're going to have a new favorite. So, yep. Yep. My money's on this on this Monday's would be my favorite, though. I love father son episodes. <laughs> yep. Cool. So thanks for listening. Thanks. Thank you. And we will uh, we'll see you next time. Don't forget to check out the Watch, Buy, Share, Write More campaign at ChuckTV.net and the corresponding giveaway. And be sure to leave us your comments and email us with your comments. We sure do love being able to have this kind of dialogue with the fans on the podcast. It makes it a lot more interesting for us than um, just relying on our own comments. So we look forward to hearing from you. Yep. Okay. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs>